It is finally game day here in the bluegrass, and as always, we want you guys to wake up, tailgate, drive to the stadium, whatever you got to do, listen to Pennant Deep before the KSR pregame show, get a little taste of us before Kentucky plays Miami of Ohio, we talk about the weather, the rain, the things we want to see, keys to victory, and of course, our picks, we even have a new pick segment this week called Big Dog of the Week, we will do that every week, but... You don't want to hear me ramble. You want to hear us talk about Kentucky and Miami of Ohio. Let's get into it. Go! Every time so others... Mm, so Go every time so others may... Every time. Get some. Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pennant Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky. Welcome in to the pregame for Pennant Deep. Miami of Ohio plays the Kentucky Wildcats. If you're driving to the stadium, if you're cooking out, grilling out, if you are tailgating, if you're sinking your first beer of the day, if you've just hopped in the shower, um, you know, you talk about long showers, listening to this show would get you going. Uh, if you are wearing your blue, if you're going to see your grandparents to watch the game, if you've got your kids chucking their Will Levis jersey on, I'm excited. Football's back. We're ready to be at Kroger Field for the first time in a long time, Miles. How are you feeling? I've never been more excited for a football season than I am this one. There's a lot of hype around Kentucky. We've got new playoff talks. I feel the spirit in the air. College football is officially back. I think watching Pittsburgh, West Virginia in the backyard brawl Thursday night kind of gave us the first big atmosphere of the year. Um, the stadium was rocking, and we are back. Do you think when you've – so you said that you've never been excited for a football season as much as this one. Including Is playing. it the Tom Brady mindset? When's the – what's the most yeah. exciting season? The next well, one. Well, that's – it's like what's the best beer you've ever had the next one. Yep. Yes, the that next is one. 100% true. You would say, hey, you've played. Were you not as excited then? No. Nope. Not as much now. Brent, my, how are you? Doing good. I'm in the same camp as Miles. I wow. sunk a few bets last night on the backyard brawl and uh, Purdue, Penn State. So two good games to get us going, and I'm more than excited that tomorrow night it's close to a sellout for Kentucky, I believe. Going to be a night game. Even though it is Miami of Ohio, it's going to bring back that fun atmosphere right away early out of the gate, and I'm just all the way excited about it. So I want to start off on a quick serious note just because um, I think it's – kind of, uh, what's the word, uh, eye-opening, not eye-opening, that's not a good word, um, dis, dis, well, sad, Walt Wells, our good friend over at Eastern Kentucky, um, used to be on the staff here at Kentucky Miles, uh, obviously went through some health issues this week, but from the sounds of things, he is all good and recovered, and apparently woke up, and the first thing he said was, uh, how'd practice go? You called and told me that, and I thought you were kidding about the house practice going. No, Walt was great. Coach Wells was – when we were at Kentucky, we would always come in after practice and we'd go to do our weightlifting, if you want to call it that, which would usually just be a few light curls and then treadmills. He would always be up top walking on the treadmill, but would always give us a quick wave and ask us how things were going. So glad to hear that he's improving and doing well. And hopefully EKU can get the win for yeah, him Yeah, best weekend. of luck to EKU and uh, Walt Wells and his recovery. He was awesome and – like, there was not one person at Kentucky that would say a bad word about him. Now, to Kentucky football. Miles, 
Kentucky obviously takes on Miami of Ohio. We, me and you discussed. Um, Stoops is probably in the locker room today or in the meeting room going, you know, all these teams think that they're prepared as good as we have. Well, we're taking on not one but two teams, <laughs> Miami and Ohio. You think he's a little bit confused that maybe the Hurricanes are coming in and the Bobcats? I think he's that's gonna, what I'm going to go He's going to take the on Bobcats. one in the first half and one yeah. in the second. Yeah, it's just which team shows up first at this point, which could be confusing because if you prepped for one and the other came in. But, yeah, I think Stoops will be ready. He's always frothing at the mouth week one, as he likes to say. I think most people cover the usual stuff, uh, you know, how do we think we're going to go? Are we going to win? Are we going to lose? We'll get to our predictions at the end of the show, um, as always, much like last year. But, Miles, who is a player that you're looking forward to seeing most? Will Levis. That's it? No. I'd like to <laughs> – yeah. I, the, I think Dane Key. Okay. That's a little bit more of a cheesy answer. But I think he's probably going to start, right? He's on the ones on the depth chart. I think there's a lot of hype around him as a Lexington local Kentucky kid. Um, and hopefully he has a big first game. True freshmen don't usually start at Kentucky in recent years, but it seems like he's come in and earned the spot. I've got two for you. I've got J.J. Weaver and Keaton wow. Upshaw. I actually saw them in at the facility today. Today. Looking absolutely unbelievable, like Greek gods in there. They are huge. Okay. And I can't wait to see J.J. coming off the edge. He hasn't been healthy for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Keaton back at tight end after missing all of last season. They're my two guys that are the X factors of – they're probably the two that could be, you know, top three round draft picks. Um, if they, I mean, they have the capability to be top three round draft picks, unlike a lot of guys on the team. I think a lot of guys on the team, very solid players, but those guys just athletically are freaks. Yep. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two hopefully have a breakout season. Brent, have you got one? Well, you stole mine because you took two. I was going to say J.J. Weaver um, because for the first time in a long time for a Stoops team, it feels like uh, a lot of uncertainty on that side of the ball, especially right there on the – on the defensive line. So I think it would be massive for him for just game one to kick down the door, you know, and be like, you know, first it was Josh Allen, it was Josh Pascal, Jamin Davis, and then Jordan Jones the year before that. And for him to just burst on the scene and be like, oh, it's my time now, I think would just be massive. So. Who's comeback player of the year for you between those two? Both kind of have that similar story of a lot of potential, had some brief success, then got hurt. I think Keaton more so because – People keep saying we're young on the defensive side of the ball. We're not so much young as we're just a little bit inexperienced with playing time. Ooh. But I, for me, the offense is obviously very young, um, besides Tavion, who's transferred in. So I think Keaton is going to be a big, big part of the offense, and he's going to have to play really, really well. If we go back to 2019, he, uh, Sawyer Smith could throw the ball up to him in that Florida game mm-hmm. before Keaton ended up getting hurt that season. He was a big factor for us. Um, people don't really remember how good he was. And with two years of just getting bigger, uh, more athletic, I think he's going to be an absolute weapon that we can just throw those jump balls to. I think so. I think. I mean, young's pretty relative. So, like, when Stoops says they're young. They're yes, all young. Compared to you. Correct. Very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to have some experienced I, guys this year. I saw DeAndre Square, actually, in the facility. He's not well. very young, is I he? I saw him in the facility today, and I said, how does it feel to take over the mantle of the old guy on the team? <laughs> And he just laughed. He said, I'm not as old as you. <laughs> That's all he had for me. That's all he had. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a question that maybe you're going to want a little bit of time. So I'll do mine while you guys ponder over this. Cringy things that get said each football season as we're leading into week one. And it's just like the typical like fake bravado, fake hype, 
Like, everyone's trying to act like they're the big dog. And they don't have any losses on the board yet, so they kind of can just say whatever they want. Mine, I'm just ready to hit someone. A linebacker coach, a linebacker, D lineman. I'm just ready to hit someone. Like, the guy on, uh, the guy on Hard Knocks, that Rodrigo, he was always like, this is so good, camp's here. I'm just, I just get to hit someone. Congrats, man. Congrats. Um, I think someone maybe that, like, no, I'm not doing that. No Urban Meyer. It's good. I know it is, but how do I tie that in? Literally. Okay. Um, you know, through hard knocks, he was, always, he was always out there saying, I'm just ready to hit someone. Like, they kept showing this cringy thing, and he thought he was, like, the big hero. Like, I'm just ready to hit someone. Much like Urban Meyer during a preseason practice at Jacksonville, I'm ready to hit someone. Much like Urban Meyer at a bar. I'm just ready to hit someone. So That was some um, specialist crime Urban Meyer did. You don't hit a kicker. They actually have a penalty against doing that. It should have been a 15 15 yards, yes. 15-yard penalty. Miles, have you got something like that for us? I think, and this line always comes out from the coaches. This is post-week one after the game. It's the worst when it's like Tennessee and Ball State or whoever they played. They'll win 84-0, to and they'll be like, you know, we've just got so much things we can do better. That's the good news. As if they're going to beat, like – Clearly, you didn't have any competition today. And if you're on the losing side of things, every coach, 50% of the teams are in our position right now. Yeah. 50% yeah. of the teams are in our position. Yeah. You got one, Brent? Yeah, for me, it's always – we always talk about, like, after week four, everyone's banged up. Well, in the reverse, in week one, you're, like, getting, you know, the old stoop sniper play where a player, like, falls down and grabs his leg. And all the commentators are always, like – Oh, you know, it's, it's week one, tired legs. Like, they don't have a preseason. Like, it's really hot out there. They're cramping up. Like, you know what's going on. Like, I get you need to play it up. But, like, just because it's week one doesn't give you an excuse to be like, oh, you know, they're just not conditioned yet. Like, what do you think fall camp's for? All that stuff. I know game speed's different, but. Do you think week one, because I watched the West Virginia game, Pitt, there was a lot of controversy over several of the calls. I think with your point of ready to hit someone, week one, to ease things back in tackling-wise, they should take the targeting rule out week one. (laughs) (laughs) Just let them get used to it. Maybe it's like a reminder, hey, next week this would be an ejection. You maybe would go to prison for that. But this week, play on, that's a perfectly legal tackle. Yeah, and we'll just take that guy out in the ambulance (laughs) that you just hit. Um, Week one for everyone. What's your key to victory this week? Everyone kind of – you know, has danced around this. I know Matt Jones steals a lot of my stuff and puts it on his own show. What's mm. the key to victory this week, Miles? Uh, I would say, because teams like this, the mid-majors, whatever you want to call them, that are somewhat talented, if you give them a little bit of hope, they'll hang around. I think the first quarter is the key to winning. Because if you get past halftime and things are still close, they start to really believe they can win. The crowd gets worried. Your guys get kind of worried. And then that's when everybody gets a little bit tight because we obviously know we shouldn't lose. First quarter slash first half is key. Yeah, and I'm going to say from just a Kentucky perspective, my keys, also the things that I want to see, O-line and D-line. I think it's been a given in the last four or five years that our O-line's just been able to turn up and we can match it with anyone in the SEC. And our D-line to probably 90% of, um, I guess, execution has been able to stand up to other teams as well. This is the first year in a long time where we haven't been able to do that, haven't just been able to trot our team out, and, yeah, we'll be able to match you physically. So I want to see, you know, great protection of Will Levis with the new O-line. Everyone's at a different new position to start off game one. 
And I want to see the D-line have an ability to get to the quarterback. It was something that hurt us a little bit last year, even though we won 10 games. Obviously, with J.J. Weaver back fully healthy, Jordan Wright will be back after game one. Um, we've got two senior guys at outside linebacker. Um, but it's the inside presence that we're going to have to need too. You know, you lose Bully. And as funny as it was that Bully couldn't run from one side of the field to the other without having to get on his knees and get the oxygen mask out, he was handy for us. He really was. Well, he stuffed it. He's made the Carolina Panthers roster. Like, that shows how quality of a player he was, even though he probably didn't get a whole lot of love from people. Um, But that's going to be one thing to see because not only our ability to get to the quarterback, but our ability to stop the run. Is, gonna, is always massive in the SEC. Make him air it out, and that's something I want to see. I think for this week as well on your O-line question, like Freddie was talking about last week, we've got new O-linemen other than Eli Cox, I think. Everyone's – well, even Eli, I think, is in a new spot. All five are in a brand-new spot. Maybe Horsey's back, but kind of banged up. With no Chris and new O-line everywhere and a new OC, how does the run game look week one? 100%. And also, how does Cavassier smoke look? Because yeah. I've – I honestly thought for a second he must have transferred because there was no talk about him. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Ramon Jefferson and Juton McLean mm-hmm. and who's the – is there even – there's a newer, younger one maybe? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, always his name um, escapes me. But that's what the talk was about. And then everyone's like, oh, massive surprise. Cavassier smoked at number one. It's like, what do you mean? He's been there for a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. He does need to prove it though in this game. Being given the number one mantle – I don't know if he's ever had that in his career so far, so that'll be interesting to see how he goes. Obviously, you know, you, I think this game will be a little bit tougher than the, an easy blowout, but it's also a stat stuffer for Smoke where he could be like, this is my time. If I run for 120, 130, have a couple touchdowns, then I'm, I'm keeping myself in the mix here. If I have a bad game, uh, maybe make some bad decisions, then maybe they bring in Ramon Jefferson for Florida and I miss out. I kind of think they just – do more of a committee thing week one, less less than, you know, Cavassier getting the ball 20 times a game. I think it'll be more like a vintage Stoops game from, like, 2016 when you had Boom, Benny, and JoJo Kent back there. I think it's going to be committee, um, especially because, um, you know, Rich, I'll never know how to say his last name. It's coming from a 49ers system where it's a lot of committee backfield, a lot of wide receiver uh, involved runs. I don't know if we're going to see a ton of that week one where you are going to try to keep something sealed up, but – I could see the, the load literally being like 12 carries here, 10 carries for uh, Ramon, and maybe like seven for Juton. Like if, I think it'll be split. If Cavassier is running back one and ends up getting the majority of the carries and plays really well, do you think it could be kind of like Georgia last year where you had JT Daniels start, then he gets hurt, the mailman, Stetson Bennett, comes in and he's playing so well. Once Chris comes back, hopefully, whenever that is, you got to leave smoking if he's carrying it well, and then UK wins a national title. There is zero chance. Of okay, all right. That zero. was just, it's... <laughs> Hypothetical. Zero. Not even a maybe? Not even a maybe. Okay. Not even a maybe. Chris will be back. One last thing that I want to see that I think is very important to see. I want to see us on a bubble screen, on some uh, jet sweeps. I need to see someone make someone miss. Like, as in, like, I know that's the, the aim of it, but as in Wondell Robinson could just make guys miss. And so you're like, all right, we need six yards here. We can rely on the, let's just go bubble screen. He'll make someone miss. We'll get the first down. How's it, what's an easy play that we can run that Will doesn't have any pressure on him to make the throw? We don't have any pressure to, like, take a risk. What's the little play that we can go to and who's the player that we can go here? We just got to get you in a bit of space 
and you can make a couple guys miss. Because Wandale was so important with that last year. Every team needs that if you're going to succeed in the SEC. Who's the player going to be, and can we do it? I would say two plays. One, if you want a playmaker on the outside, jet sweep. Two, and if you want even less pressure on Will, Wildcat. Yep. Oh, I'd go man, wildcat, wildcat and just let that person run for six. And I don't know because I didn't follow San Fran a lot last year, but, I mean, the way that they use Debo, I don't know yep. if they ever use him in the Wildcat, but the way that they use Debo Samuel, like just getting him the ball in space and just letting guys make – hopefully we can find someone because we got some track stars mm-hmm. that they're going to find hard to run down. So I'm just going to be interested to see who that could be against an inferior opponent. Dane Key's my guy for that as well. Would you like to get to the Twitter questions? Let's get straight to them. So, as always, we want to answer your questions. Whatever questions you guys have got, we will get back to you now. I saw Again. some good ones in there today. Pardon? I saw some good ones in there today. The gate. Oh, man. The gate. The gate is just loving being a part of this, and we will continue to shout them out. The gate's famous wings have arrived on the first-class jet, apparently, from the chicken capital of the world. What would be the chicken capital of the world? I saw that today. I don't know. Would it be Turkey? No, that would be the wrong Turkey, wrong bird. the wrong country? Bird. Yeah. Where's Tyson, uh, Tyson Fury from? Uh, England. I'd say that's it. Okay, I'd say that's, that's where they get the chickens from, it's Tyson. Um, the gate says, were the gate chicken wings the best you've ever eaten? Yes or no? Brent, you were the only one who sampled them. Were I they did. the best? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, they're really putting the pressure on me to make an appearance for week one. Um, I might have to go to get a reminder. I'm not going to confirm anything yet. But um, they were pretty good last year. We will visit you at some stage, the gate. Uh, Message or Twitter question from Elijah Barnett, former UK player. Teammate. Wow. Uh, Henry Clay, strength and conditioning coach. The Blue Devils. The head of um, strength and conditioning. Elijah Barnett says, which game do you think will be the game of the year, Miles Butler? Louisville. I've got one. Elijah, how about you focus on your team at Henry Clay? You got smashed last week by Lexington Catholic. That was the game of the year for you. And you were too busy worrying about Kentucky football. Get back to Henry Clay football. Focus on your team and make sure they get some Ws. How about that? Reese Renzenbrink says, does Max genuinely think we will lose every game, every close game, or is it more on the side of bringing light to the fact that we could lose and no one is predicting I can take this one if you want. Okay. (laughs) No, Go ahead. So, okay, two things, Race. One, bringing light to the fact that we could lose every game is something that is just a general understanding of football. We could lose every game this year. We could. There but we a, will. We will chance. is different. Correct. But yes, I genuinely think 7-5. and five, That's my prediction. My prediction is not 7-5 and five could happen because 12-0 and 0 could happen as well. I'd have to take every possible answer. No, 7-5 and five is my prediction. Wait, so, so, like, dead serious, no gimmicks. Like, if we put you on the KSR graphic we did early in the week on Monday where we all did our predictions, you would legit have 7-5. and five. What part of 7-5 and five don't people think I'm being serious? I'm if being for serious each game you got wrong, you lost a limb or a different body part, would you stick to 7-5? and five? Yes. Okay. I respect I would, that. I would tinker with 8-4. and four. I think we... I think that would be it. I'm, I'm, toss, I'm, not, I'm not weighing up between six and six. I'm weighing up between seven and five and eight and four. Okay. And so I'm na- thinking eight and four. So now that I've mentioned seven and five, like sorry. limbs and maybe body parts, there's one in mind, then you're like, oh, I wouldn't want to lose that one. Maybe eight and four is more likely. No. You value that? I'm on seven I actually, and five. Okay. I kind of want to put a, I don't know what we would wager, but I, do, I would want to put a wager on that. 
I mean, but then but you guys have to wager what you think, too. It, well, exactly, yeah. This, seven and five is no more bold of a prediction than nine and three, to be honest. Especially when Vegas has us at seven and a half. It's that's actually, what I don't it's get less. Over. It's less. It's actually less. Like, that's what I don't get with all the feedback that I've gotten and everyone that rings into the radio show, messages into this show. Seven and five is closer to Vegas than anyone else has. Right, but Vegas has also been wrong on the Kentucky over under the last, like, five years. Perfect. So they're due to make it right, aren't they? I mean, like, I get what you're saying. I'm, I predicted Kentucky to go 10-2 and two because I'm a homer, but I also understand that 7-5 and five isn't out of the realm of possibility. But to think it's more likely to go 7-5 and five than it would be to go, like, 9-3 and three this season with this team, I think is a little – like, it'll probably work out to where we split it and go 8-4. and four, So but you're smarter than Vegas. Uh, I have been so far this year, so I will say wow. yes. Wow. Yep. So far. So far this Let year. Let me know what you're taking tomorrow, and I will fade it the entire day. Chad Coulter. I'll use a lot of emojis, but I'll skip those. What, what's your best guess on how the cat smiles? Punch it in when they get to the red zone this season. I'm guessing he means without Chris for the first four games. And he said, poor little Brent. I don't know why he said Probably that. because in the tweet you mentioned would be my guess. Uh, Miles, who are they using? Who's, uh, who's the man? Play action to Upshaw. Okay. And, and no, like every trip. Yep. Do you think if you kept doing that, eventually they'd put all 11 on him and you still throw <laughs> still it? Still do it. Still do it. Play action to keep every trip. I think, I think the tight ends will get used a lot more. A yes. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, why doesn't the NFL utilize running slash Aussie punting style? It works too well in the college not to do it the next level. Can we not do this? Because I've heard you ran on this for yeah, hours, well, and I'd rather it, not. It is what it is. Um, special teams coordinators in the NFL get paid way too much for knowing nothing about football. Um, is it okay if I take Miles Butler's place on – this is Andy E. This, hey, was, gee, this Andy was my e favorite. Like you, this was my favorite Y'all question of the week. Up a beef this last does week. does not like you at all. Is it okay if I take Miles Butler's place on the pod – I was a long snapper in middle slash high school. Miles Butler, you go. All right, look, Andy. Yeah, did I kiss someone in high school? Maybe. You don't see me auditioning for the adult film industry now. Like, relax with it. If you want to come on and do an audition, we can have you on. We can see how you go. I'm proud that you snapped in high school. I'm proud you were a specialist. Um, But I don't know if you're quite ready for the stage. Can we talk about the random stray you took from him on, like, Tuesday, too? Like, someone just asked who's the he best. He came from the clouds with it. The question was, uh, <laughs> yeah. what was it? Like, who's, who's the best, the best UK field goal kicker of all time? My mom and dad both commented Austin McGinnis. Uh, he goes, not Miles Butler, which <laughs> I liked it because I agree with him. I, I don't think I'm number one all time. But I don't know if anyone, including my own family, would put me there. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Jarrett Hill said... <laughs> Who do you think will step? <laughs> he said that's true. <laughs> Who do you think will step up with C Rod? Uh, Lance would definitely not put you in there. Well, I can't mention that name. He's dead. I'm sorry. Um, Jarrett Hill. Who do you think will step up with C Rod out for a few games? And who will be our go-to or star playbacks if you big plays? We kind of answered that. We think Keaton, maybe more so the tight ends. You're going to see a bit more tight ends, and we want to see how smoke goes. Um, Wit, Wit 75. How is the special teams looking this year? Look, I understand that question, and it's a good question to ask the kickers and the punters. But let's be honest, you might be the only man in America who cares. I don't think anyone cares. Look, we will care when Ruffalo misses a field goal, or Colin shanks it into the stands. But until then, no one cares how the special teams is looking. It's going to be fine. We should be okay. The only thing I will give a little plug for... I think with the new receivers, the return game could be huge. The return, that's actually true. And the punt returner is like the all-American punt returner. Yep. So that, 
that part of special teams I'm looking forward to seeing. The other ones, it's just going to be what you've got in the last couple of years. Um, Key Tucky says, is it concerning that Barry and Brown only weighs in at 166 miles as a fellow 166 oh. pounder? I've, well, that's generous. I think I got listed at 170 on the depth chart or the roster the first year, which would be if you put someone else on my back. Um, no, I'm not worried about it. I mean, Wandell was what last year? I don't know what he was. Wandell couldn't have been much well, probably, over. Probably mid-170s maybe. Yeah, and yeah. he seemed all right, so yeah. I think he'll be fine. I'm sure um, they'll put weight on him in the offseason. There was a good feedback about the big D insider question of the week. That'll be done on Sunday after the game. Um, this is the last one for you guys, and I'm not sure if you no, – actually, there's two more. This is the last one. I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter. The uh, I don't know what this guy, if he wants to go like the featuring Thomas Hammer or the FT Thomas Hammer. I'm not sure what that means. But Fort Thomas. Fort Thomas. Fort. Oh, the Fort Thomas Hammer. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Fort Thomas Hammer. Um there are a lot of schools with Wildcatters. That, I actually like this question. There's a lot of schools with Wildcatters, their mascot. Should Kentucky change to be the Kangaroos? No. But what should we change to? Because I agree, there are so many Wildcat teams. What would be a good name to change to? Mm. Put us on the spot here. This is why we need production meetings. I would – okay, I'll go you could, with – I, would, I would do something related. You could do – well, the thoroughbreds isn't great. I, I would say something to do with horses, yeah. Yeah, that would be my and first bet. Like you could ride the horse out at the start of the game. I think wow. that would be a bit cheesy, but you could do something like that. Um, also, like, I'd be happy, honestly, because with, like, Big Blue Nation, all that kind of stuff, like, the Kentucky Blues. Like, literally just call them the Blues. Like, nice. there's, an, there's an Australian team that's called the Carlton Blues. The Blues and, like, everything's just about being – no, I know Blues kind of, like – um, sad. I was going to say, that's it's a gloomy. You could have Blue Man Group play at halftime. You could. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm blue. Brothers, if I was green, you know, I would yeah. die. <laughs> Is that the lyrics? No, I don't think I like so. But that's what it sounds like. I'll give you I that. Don't know who, who sings that song? Uh, what song? I'm blue. It's like something 60. Hold on. I've never heard that song before. Have you got one? Have you got an idea? Uh, I've, I think I've just always grown up with it being the Wildcats. It's ingrained. But the, the common answers would always be something. Horse-related. Horse related. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 65. I'm surprised that, like, now tell me if I'm wrong, no prominent team in Kentucky, like the Hilltop, like no one has the horses as theirs, even though it's kind of the horse state. True? I know maybe like in northern Kentucky or somewhere. We used to have an be. arena football league NKU team, is the, the Norse? That's that a right? Viking. Huh? Isn't the Norse like a Viking? I thought that was related. I think it's I on th the I think it's like, oh, the the – Kentucky State, they're the thoroughbreds, I think. Are they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think thoroughbreds would be a good mascot. Or just bring in alcohol, whiskey in some way, bourbon. We well, we, going, we don't even sell beer at the stadium. Yeah, what and in we, the world? we couldn't just because it's college kids, so that would, that would ruin it. Yeah, they don't yeah. do that. Yeah, no, 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 certainly never not. Uh, never drank when I was playing. Um, so the segment that we are going to bring to Saturday morning shows, as you guys are probably um, still in the shower, still mm -hmm. driving, still, still getting the pork chops ready on the tailgate. Maybe doing all of those at the same time. The boys do what they want to do. Men do what they have to do segment is being brought to Saturday mornings, wow. as we have a lot of new segments now on Sundays or Mondays as it comes out. So BDWTWDMDWTHTD for short. Do you guys have a boy or a man of the week? Miles Butler. I have a man, okay. not a boy. The head coach for Miami, Ohio. Yes. Doing a little research this week on him, just figuring out his background and stuff. Was the Notre Dame offensive coordinator mm -hmm. when they had Manti Teo. Shout out to the documentary on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, when they went to the Natty. So good offensive background. When he was in college at Milliken, okay. played guard, safety, and kicker. 
Wow. You may say, well, why safety and guard? Those are usually two different sizes. Guard for the basketball team. So a multi-sport athlete in college, I think if they've agreed if it goes to overtime that him and Stoops are going to just play a one-on-one match, <laughs> maybe even go shirts and skins just for fun for the fans to get to watch that. Where is Millican College? I could not tell you. <laughs> I, I'm going to go Ohio just because that's where Sounds he's at like now, it. but yeah. I have no clue. Dog. That guy. Absolutely. I mean, imagine being a two-sport athlete. In co- he's a modern-day Bo Jackson. I look forward to seeing him. I hope he's like the Northwestern um, strength coach on the sideline. He's just ripped and basically blowing out of mm-hmm. his shirt. Um, I've got two. My man of the week goes to Alim McNeil. Did you see this? No. There's a bald person that works for KSR. That oh, yes, yes. That, right? There's a bald person. And this is my issue with this bald man. I don't know if someone's had a word to him. I don't know if he's taken it by himself. He is, Nick Roush has decided, I'm going to try and be the funny, like, give content, like, go, like, clap my hands together when I'm on videos now. I've got little props. Nick, give it a rest. Your lane is being bald, being boring, and discussing football in a way that no one cares about. That is you. That is you in three what's things. What's frustrating is he's really good at those things. And he's great Very at Very good. That's know a, your so role. Do your job. Yes. That is your job, Nick. You trying to, like, come at people on Twitter and say ridiculous things. Like, you went into Lee McNeil and said, I, I wish, like, I wonder if he remembers the time Drake Jackson laid him onto the turf during the bowl victory. And Lee McNeil said, I never played in that game. Not only did Nick, like, just not take the L, he then came back and said, well, Logan Stinberg would have something to say to you, as if Logan was going to go, yeah, I'm backing Nick up. Logan messaged us and said, what the fuck is Nick talking about? <laughs> like, can you leave me alone? So, Nick, stop pestering the players and leave them alone, please. Aline McNeil, absolute man of the week. I will say, as someone who's gotten BYU and Yale confused on Twitter, <laughs> plenty of embarrassing Twitter moments from my end, would you rather get those two confused or get owned by uh, your man of the week on Twitter? Which would you? Which would you – which is more embarrassing? Yours. Not even uh, it's close. too Navy-wise. I mean. Well, don't you Do you also get confused with the YMCA? Yes. And the Y at the Kentucky basketball games is always an adventure. Yeah, because you're they always never like bring Yale out, again. Uh, they never they bring out a Y. Up. They always bring out like a person, and that's really confusing too. <laughs> so, I mean, it, they don't even know if Y is a vowel or not. It's a very confusing letter. So It's also a question. It, even worse. Yeah. Um, my boy of the week. You have boy and man. Is – present in this room god damn it jacques jones okay i saw something on twitter jacques jones was mentoring a kid and he's got a great great publicity for mentoring a kid i came in here the first thing brent said was i hate that kid i wish it was me just simply untrue (laughs) i love jacques jones so much that you applied apparently you wrote letters to him you turned up at his front door you wrote into kentucky football they have numerous piles of letters from you. Can I please be the kid that Jacques Jones mentors? And he said, Brent, this is for six years and under. And you said, I still want it. And you missed out. And you've been shedding tears this entire podcast. Right. What I don't understand is this, this idea that, that when there's, you know, 
always smoke, there is always a fire. But what I don't understand is this just come out of the sky like last week, and now you guys are building it into a thing. I would get it if it was like an Aaron Rodgers type deal or something like that. This one, I just I, you I'm mentioned Jacquez because it's going to be really awkward if he ever comes on the show. Really yeah. awkward. It will be awkward for you, yes, because he'll be like, "Is this the guy that wrote me the letters? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know he was here." Jealousy is a powerful thing, Brett. Don't oh, be jealous God. of the young kid. Just be happy for him. Have you got a boy or a man for us? I've got a man, uh, okay. Arkansas's head coach Pittman. Wow. Sam, Sam Pittman. Pittman. Sam Pittman. Yeah. Uh, when preparing for Cincinnati, who is obviously replacing their entire offense, they you know they ask him, "How are you going to prepare for that?" Game. He says, "It's like when you go to a party. You bring. You don't know if they're bringing iced tea. You don't know if they're bringing liquor. But either way, you're going to be prepared for both. Someone who's an overpacker, and you know, even has a purse with him at all times, or a satchel, whatever you want to call it. Man purse. Yeah." I, I'm with him. I think you should always be prepared. Bring both things. Uh, bring some water if you feel like. Uh, I'm with it. I respect it, but what party is he going to where they serve iced tea? Like him and the Queen of England having a sit down? <laughs> actually, like, is, have you ever walked question. into any party and been handed a cup of tea? And Actually, yes. When? Well, it was like when I was like 18 or 19 or something like twisted that. Twisted teas don't count, Brent. But it wasn't a twisted tea. So okay. it, was, it was like when I was trying to figure out like, oh, what to drink, what not to drink, and I like grew up loving sweet tea, so I was like, I didn't have any other mixers. They had sweet tea in the fridge. I had bourbon. It was mixed. Okay, I'll, that's fair. And so that's I just fair. dumped the bourbon in the sweet tea. Sounds gross. Not well, bad. That's good. It's not bad. It's so you really said, you took Sam Pittman's tea or liquor and said I'll replace Put it or together. the and. Yeah. yeah okay. Like if you're a tailgate, listen to this. Like take it wow. easy because it could be humid, but like could be it, raining. Yeah. Like the sweet tea. Bourbon combination is a really underrated wow. like combination. Put some pappy in the sweet tea, even better. You what think- is pappy? Pappy. Who's supplying you with that? That's just if you ever come across it. Okay. You think Sam Pittman found it a little bit embarrassing when, after saying that, he turned up to his five-year-old nephew's party with a <laughs> bottle of Tito's? <laughs> yeah, I'd say the family members were too happy. Have you got happy. one more? Because I've got an honorable mention. Do you have one more? Um, oh, you good. I just had the one man, no. I've got an honorable mention. The Lexington Legends oh, were no. handing Jesus. out a mini bobblehead and uh, emphasis on mini. Okay? They made sure that they put mini in there and they, like, literally capitalized it. Sam Dick bobblehead at the Lexington Legends game. You know we're a podcast that are about all dicks. Love Dick. We love Dick Gabriel. We love Sam, Sam? Dick. Uh, do you have another? Dick, uh, Moby Dick? <laughs> Very good. But Mini Dick is being handed out at the Lexington Legends. Brent, will you be going to Lexington Legends to get yourself a Mini Dick? And are you a fan of Mini Dick? I like Dickie V. Yeah. Dick Vitale. Yep. I'm not even going to answer this fucking question. When is the game? When was it? Or is it already it's happened? It's coming up. It's coming up. I think Should we go? Do you even know the date? of the? We will go. Is it the first the 50 the people gate. or 500? <laughs> we will go. We'll go get some Mini Dick. There's a couple of, mm, yeah, I'm not going to say it because you guys don't let me say anything on the show, but there we are. Okay. I think that's a stretch. <laughs> think <laughs> liked mini dick? No, 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 no. I don't even think that works. No. How does that even work? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, like. It's about as low as you could go on that one. Fuck me. We'll keep those in. Um, <laughs> so that's enough little uh, funny talk for now. Predictions, guys. I want some predictions. We're going to introduce a new segment here. 
Who's our favourite man at Kentucky football besides Mark Stoops, Miles? Big Dog. Big Dog, Vince Marrow. And what's a big dog that we can choose this Saturday? Underdog. The mm. underdog. And it can't be a dog. It's a big dog like Vince. We are going to have to pick on this panel one big dog of the week. The, the underdog must be 10 points or more, according to Vegas underdog. We are going to do our Kentucky prediction, and then I want you guys to give me one game of the week to finish off that you're most looking forward to seeing. Okay. Miles Butler, you came up with this segment. Shout out Vince Marrow. Shout mm-hmm. out Big Dog. Vince. Shout out Fritos. Shout out Recruiting. Shout yep. out Jeff His Twitter. His Twitter Shout is great. Shout out Dancing at Jeff Ruby's. He loves Jeff Ruby's. Shout out Stealing food off people's plates at Jeff Ruby's. Shout out <laughs> The KS Bar Parties. Shout out, shout out um, I don't even know. Shout out tight ends. And fullbacks. I think he's still the fullbacks coach. Oh, Oh, it's just so good. Shout out the big dog. So, Miles, in honor of Vince Marrow, who is your big dog of the week? Are we doing big dog and other game or just dog first? Just big dog for now. And, Brent, before we get to you, I do not want to yell at you today. If we get to you and you say, I think this team hangs around, win. No, no. This is the team that will win. I'm all aboard. Yeah. W. The Sawyer Smith Troy Trojans go into the Grove and upset Ole Miss week one. Replacing Matt Corral is not going to be as easy as they think. A lot of transfers in that haven't played together. Troy goes in. They've gone into an SEC stadium before, hence why some other coaches down in Baton Rouge have been fired and have won. They do it again this week with former Kentucky coach John Sumrall leading the way. Sumrall, Troy Trojans, I love that. That's actually a really good pick. I think they're 21-point dogs, maybe 20, somewhere there. That would somewhat ruin Kentucky's, like, big playoff game. Oh, not playoff. Their big game with them, uh, week five. But it would be good to see them lose. That gives Mm. me a lot of confidence. Yeah, I think so. Big dog, Brent? I was going to go with uh, Colorado over TCU. Wow. Other than no reason than TCU, Texas Christian, going to a, you know, pretty liberal state, high in the altitudes, cold in Colorado. High in more ways than one in Colorado. Yes, and I just don't think that's a good mix. Colorado's 10-point dogs at home. I like them to come out on top. Okay. TCU Maybe maybe 13 points, actually. (laughs) The the horned frogs. (laughs) Yeah, the the Laramie Tunzel oxygen mask, maybe. Yep. (laughs) Um, here's mine. And it, it ties in a little bit with you, with what you said. This would be great to see from a Kentucky fan. And, but I think this one is for sure, and I'm taking it. Georgia State to take down the South Carolina Gamecocks. I really do, I, I really do like I that. I love thing. it. Everyone's all over Georgia State. I called my friend at the Raging Cajuns, which great, great franchise, the Raging, mm-hmm. Raging Cajuns. He said Georgia State's the team this year in the fun belt. They will take down South Carolina week one. I said, if you think so, I will take What down. is it? Spread. 12 and a half, which Ooh, is really That's close. pretty low. Yeah, so Vegas is Is it at South shot. Carolina? Uh, yes. Wow. So Vegas has given them a shot. I'm giving them a shot. Didn't they but, give – weren't they pretty tight with Auburn last year or three years? It was, was – so, yeah, something yeah. like that. I think they played with – They might have beat them, actually. I don't, I don't Georgia remember. State or Georgia State. Georgia State Panthers, correct? That might be Georgia Southern. I, I mean, I Either don't know. the team in Georgia that's blue and has the Panthers. That team. Okay. I'm going to so look it up. There's our big dogs of the week. Wow. Um, game of the week. Who have you got? Who are you most looking forward to see? There's so many good games this weekend. There are several good games this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go USC Rice. Wow. I just want to see what Lincoln Riley does 
in the opener. Not that Rice is all that good of a team, but Lincoln Riley, they were actually my second choice as dog of the week because Lincoln Riley always struggled against terrible non-conference teams at Oklahoma early, always laid an egg. Didn't they lose or nearly lose to Army one year and then did it again the next year? Yeah, Something like that. that um, do they get off to a fast start in his era in the Pac-12? Brent? Uh, I'm going any game that Nebraska plays as long as Scott Frost is still there. I, I want to see – it's amazing to see people reinvent new ways to be stupid, and, like, I'm locked in on that. I don't even know who they play, but, like – Whatever channel Nebraska's on, I'm tuning in. North Dakota at 3.30. Even better. This Even is, better. This is one thing that I'll not talk about for too long, but I don't understand the Scott Frost hate in terms of like, okay, he's terrible, Nebraska's terrible. I don't like to punch down. There's a couple of people around KSR that are liking to punch down. <laughs> a bald man is definitely one. He's like, ha-ha, like Scott Frost lost again. Yeah, congrats, Nick. Cool. Like That's like us teasing Louisville. Like We don't want to punch down to inferior opponents. I don't want to punch down to Scott Frost. I don't want to punch down to Louisville. I don't want to punch down to Missouri. I don't want to punch down to Vanderbilt. In like, fairness. Scott Frost, yeah, like, cool. But, like, I mean, they're irrelevant to me. To me, the Nebraska's like South Carolina a little bit, as in every year it's like, this is the year that we take that leap and get back into prominence. Uh, well, prominence. I'd say Spurrier was South Carolina's. But this is the year we're finally back, and then they continually let you down. Kind of, I mean, that's. I think that's like, why we punched down. It's not almost like when my last dad week. left to go pick up a pack of cigarettes and he never turned up and he let me down continuously. Wow. Well, that's a sad wow. story. Yeah. You still keep in touch? No. Shout out John. <laughs> John. <laughs> Had it not been for last week, I wouldn't have said Nebraska. But, like, that onside kick was so unbelievably, like, mind-boggling. Like, it's an electric factory and I want to watch it again. So. My game of the week, the Tattoo Bowl. Down in Florida. Miami? Two of the most tattooed punters you will ever see. Miami Hurricanes versus the Bethune Cookman. Not sure what their mascot is. Bethune Cookman. Two two tattooed men from Australia who have basically 95% of their body tattooed. I just can't wait to see that. What a punting battle. What a tattoo battle. That's your game of the week. Bethune. Bethune Cookman. How did the – Matt, where's the punter from? Do you know? For Um, them. The, the Bethune-Cookman play, punter played at Utah. He transferred to Bethune. He's from Melbourne. He was pick seven in the National Australia Draft. Mm. Lou Headley was from Perth, Australia, same place as me. We actually trained together. He is the man that took the Rocks number and is tattooed from head to toe. Imagine going from Melbourne all the way to Bethune. Yeah. What a Where transition. Where is Bethune-Cookman in Florida? Uh, Bethune is actually a Florida school? The school. Where is it? Oh, I don't know. Pensacola. Daytona Beach. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Daytona Beach. So, good place to be. Mm. All right. I'm interested in this because I want you to give me – you can't really give me two answers for this, but I want to know, firstly, when the spread came out at 20, who would have covered? And I want to know now that it's into 15, does it's that down make to 14 you and a half. And are we going to cover? And what's your game prediction, Miles? Um, I'm going to say – with all the new offensive linemen out of place, no C-Rod, new OC, I think everybody's nerves are a little bit up. I think we have a rough start. We hit the gate coming out like a horsewood. And then halftime, I think we're mm, up barely, maybe a field goal, a touchdown, and then we just absolutely steam them the second half. Uh, I think rain will be a little factor for them. I think we can run the ball and throw it. I think they're going to rely more on just throwing it. 
I think we win 42 to 21. So that's a cover, but barely. Uh, At 20, I probably would stay away from it. But the fact that it's dropped down to now, like it keeps dropping every time I look at it. It's down to 14 and a half last time I checked, which was 30 minutes ago, so it could be lower. I I think you just hammer that. I don't understand how Kentucky is not at least a three-possession favorite. Uh, It makes me think, like, is there something going on that we don't know because, like, you claim Vegas always knows something. Um, But, you know, Miles hit it on the head. I've seen way too many Kentucky season openers where they start out slow. It's like a – maybe a one-possession game at halftime, and then, you know, you kind of break away there in the end. I think at the very least this game is 17 points in Kentucky's favor, um, and I I expect them to win. I'll go 34-13. Miles, before we get to my prediction, are you at all worried about the fact that it's dropped not only like one or two, like five points in the direction of Miami of Ohio? No. It doesn't bother you at all? No. I think a big chunk of those points were, was Vegas seeing that our starting, you know, back-to-back 1,000-yard season rush was Did they not out. already know that? Like, if they followed any sort of Kentucky football news, they should have already known that. Okay, so if you were in Vegas, would you have the inside on – That's my job. But, like, Kentucky, Miami of Ohio. I think you're more so focused my, okay, on fine-tuning. Very, very, very quickly. My buddy works for DraftKings. He does all the analytics for it. He said there are certain people des- – um, designated certain teams and basically besides writing the the analytics and all the algorithms their job is to just search twitter constantly on these sites and on the team site and whoever what people are saying to try and pick up little rumors or hints because for example if chris rodriguez is out then that's going to be a bit of one or two point swing that this wasn't an under the covers like hidden secret everyone knew chris was missing game one so either someone's not doing their job in Vegas or, like, people just think Miami of Ohio are, are a good chance. So you're saying, like, they almost have an insider for each team? Yes. Do you think well, Kentucky, not, like yes. Kentucky's would be, like, a big blue insider? Oh, oh Dick Gabriel. <laughs> Welcome back, Dick. But uh, to, your, to your point, I think it was assumed that C-Rob would be out, but then it, once it became confirmed, it was officially like, okay, now we have to. Because if you make that mistake and then he plays and then you're given – you know, a touchdown in the wrong direction, then that's a whole thing. Yeah, so. fair. Um, but they kind of did, though, already. Like, that's the thing. Like, they can't, like you could have gotten – if you really think Miami of Ohio was better than 20 points and you knew Chris was out, them swapping it once it was confirmed and it moving five points has hurt them, clearly. I mean right. – Well, true, but it's also, like, illegal here to do that in Kentucky, and you're not going to get that line available to you unless it's through, like, my bookie or something. So only people like in Kentucky are betting this game. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, but – Yes, I, <laughs> yes, actually. Well, not one person outside the state has bet this game. Um, the game's not on TV as well, which is going to be so yeah. good. So mm-hmm. here's my prediction. I think we do struggle on offense early, particularly with the protection. I think we go into halftime up 10-7. to 7. I think our defense is going to hold up against this type of team. I don't think their O-line, you know, Mac O-line is not going to handle our D-line no matter how inexperienced we are. I think it's going to be very low scoring. Um, and I think the rain's going to play a factor for us a little bit as well. Just being able to run the ball with our own line, maybe not dominating. But then I think second half, we do pull away a little bit. Um, I think we get up 21, between 21 to 24, they score a late one. So I'm going to go 17 to 34. We I win. hate, we're not doing that all year. I hate when you put the lower score first. I hate it. It is bad. Hate. But what if I'm saying we lose? 
I, you say 34 17, okay. whoever wins. Okay, 34 17. Kentucky. The Kentucky yes, there you go. Uh, it'll be 34 10 with like two minutes left, and then they'll score a late one. I'd love to see this week. Do they go for two if they do that? Wow. Try to cover 16 and a half. Oh, wow. That would if be, their yeah. coach has it. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see them do the uniform preview this week like they always do of hypes the fans up, and it's just ponchos. <laughs> ponchos and umbrellas for helmets this week. Bring it on. Is that all we've got for this week? I believe so. I'm Ooh. excited. We do have one more thing to discuss, and I, I apologize for just now remembering it, but you, you have a copycat. Oh. Did you see the person this week in, week that tried to copy you? Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, An inner Max Duffy. Yep. I don't know the game. I'm going to mess it up. I it, think it was South Carolina State. Oh, it yeah, was. Yeah. It the was. punter rolled out. For those that didn't see it, the punter rolled out, tried to do the Max run like he did against Missouri, ran about 10, 15 yards past the line <laughs> of scrimmage, had the first down almost, and then punts it. And the announcers were like, um, for those of you that are confused at home, so are we. We have no idea what he was thinking. The coaches on the sideline were trying not to laugh. I'm sure that's going to be a fun uh, Monday meeting for him, for him to explain what I he was thinking. I think it would have been hilarious after the game if he was like, yeah, you know, I was just, you know, I couldn't wait for football to come around, so I was watching some, you know, punting highlights, and I saw this one guy at Kentucky just break Whoa. away and, and get he, a punt off. And he had someone really coming to him to tackle him. He didn't want to hit somebody week one. <laughs> Could I offer maybe, like, an actual uh, – Olive Branch to this guy and say it was a really smart play. It's, and I'm being serious. He wasn't going to get, if you watch it, he wasn't going to get the first down. He was going to get tackled. If you punt the ball, it's an illegal kick. You get a five-yard penalty. You go back, you do it again. He, if, he, if he got tackled, they get the ball at a way better spot than if he gets the punt. Now, there's That's no way in the world he thought that. Absolutely. I didn't know that. No, his immediate immediate reaction was like, oh, shit. Yeah, if he did that on purpose, though, that was like a really, really smart play. It's like like that could be an option in terms of when when teams run fakes. Hey, if they're going to tackle you, don't take the guy on. Just kick it. We'll take the five-yard penalty. We'll go again. It's kind of like punting it out of the back of the end zone instead of the safety. Yes. Like that's very smart, actually. Wouldn't it be be safer to throw the ball away, though? Because then you – or would that be different? In terms wow. of like retaining, this the ball. is revolutionary. Like 2010s read pass option came in, yeah. run pass read pass, run pass option. Yeah. This is going to take yeah, over the, the 2020s. Run, punt yes, the, the run punt option. Yes. Yeah, new RPO. Hey, I'm looking forward to this game. We're all looking forward to this game. I hope you guys are enjoying your tailgate. I hope you've just enjoyed your shower. Get nice and dry. Get ready for the game. Just you're about to right get back wet again. No reason to dry up. <laughs> to get wet again. So enjoy. We can't wait. We will be back on Monday with our game recap. Uh, maybe Sunday. Maybe Sunday, Monday. We're not sure. We're having a few uh, debates over whether this, when is this going to get released. But you will see us after the game. Go Cats. Go Will Levis. Go Keaton Upshaw. Go Mark Stoops. Go Mark. And go Vince Marrow. Go Jacquez Jones. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks.